It's Monday the 3rd of February and this is the Monocle Minute today. The circus comes to town in Iowa. All eyes are on the Midwestern state as the process to select the Democratic nominee for president officially begins. Look at the totality of a candidate, not at their gender, not at their sexuality, not at their age, but at everything. And, you know, nobody is perfect. There ain't no perfect candidate out there. Which way will the state go? What will the result tell us? And what's it like to live in downtown Des Moines when the city is suddenly thrust into the national spotlight? I'm Ben Ryland in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. They want to nullify your ballots, poison our democracy, and overthrow the entire system of government. That's not happening, I can tell you that. The impeachment of Donald Trump may be gripping political watches in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere, but for the man himself, on stage at a rally in Iowa last week, it was little more than a punchline. You know, we're having probably the best years that we've ever had in the history of our country. And I just got impeached. Can you believe these people? I got impeached. The Midwestern state is back in the news this week as the Iowa caucus officially kicks off the process for the U.S. Democratic Party to select its nominee for president. You could think of the caucuses as just another mini-election before we get to the big one later in the year, which is almost correct, but take a look under the bonnet and you'll find it's actually just a little bit more complicated. Jacob Parakilis is a U.S. political analyst. Jacob... How does the caucus process actually work? A caucus is a slightly different type of event than a primary. A primary is an election. You go to your designated precinct area, you're handed a paper ballot or presented with an electronic voting machine, you make your selection, you leave. You may have to wait in line, but if you don't, the whole process takes about five minutes. A caucus, it's an event that's more like a town meeting. Uh, You go, you join in with a group of other people who support whichever candidate they support, Uh, the tally is taken, and then uh, candidates that don't reach 15% viability threshold, or or, uh, the supporters of candidates who don't reach a 15% viability threshold, are then up for grabs among the candidates who do. Uh, And then sometime after that, there's a second tally, uh, whereby the second group is is redistributed. So you have the possibility of, if your original candidate didn't meet that viability, viability threshold voting again and that is the final result so the the a caucus is more time consuming it's in that sense a little bit unfair to people who can't uh, necessarily come to the caucus site at the particular time that it takes place and can't dedicate the amount of time that it requires but it also allows people to give a more nuanced perspective on which candidate they support if their candidate doesn't make it they can then pick a second choice which of course isn't possible under most voting systems well Iowa is one of only six states that still use the caucus system the rest have primaries why is that Tradition, to some degree, I think states, particularly states that have come early in the calendar for quite some time, are not eager to give up the the traditional way of choosing the electorate. They 
have outsized political influence. The Iowa caucus, the New Hampshire primary, the Nevada caucus, all have outsized uh, importance relative to their, their small size of states. And because, of course, those states still have the same amount of Senate representation and the same political clout in the upper chamber as much bigger states, it's hard to unseat them without causing some degree of, of ruckus. So a state like, uh, like Iowa, which views having a caucus as a more communitarian experience, a better representation of its uh, the, the democratic will of its people uh, is not likely to change unless the, the ground fundamentally shifts under their feet. So given what we're currently seeing in the polls, Jacob, will the Iowa caucus actually bring us any closer to knowing who the Democrats will pick as their nominee? Well, the winner of the Iowa caucus is more often than not, but by no means always, the eventual uh, victor in the primary campaign. But I think you also have to look at the, the polling as it stands nationally and in other early states. If Joe Biden, who although he's been losing ground to Bernie Sanders in the last couple of weeks, has generally led in the polling averages all year, uh, pulls out a victory in Iowa. He is well on his way to being the nominee. Basically, then, the Iowa caucus might help us confirm what the polls are already telling us. But if the result goes against the polls, then it's just more confusion. Hmm. Jacob Paragulis, always a pleasure. Thank you. In the final days before the Iowa caucus, former Vice President Joe Biden's closing argument is only he can defeat President Trump. The whole impeachment trial for Trump is just a political... The Iowa caucus always gives political watchers plenty to talk about. But how do the people who live there actually feel about their state suddenly being at the centre of national attention? Ashley Golescu and the bakery is called Highland Bakery. They've been in business since 1946. Ashley, you're based in the city of Des Moines. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I mean, what's it like to actually live there? The, the city of Des Moines is fantastic. It's hard to explain Midwestern communities because they're a lot different than bigger cities. Like, yeah, we have a kind of a skyline, and so we get that essence of city, but we also have like so many people that care about their community. I've always been fascinated by the carnival atmosphere that seems to come with the primaries and the caucuses over in the United States. Now look, admittedly, I've never actually been to one, so my knowledge is limited to what I see on television and in the movies, but there's a lot of food, right? I mean, it looks like uh, another version of a state fair. The caucuses, there are no food there. Maybe coffee. Um, but, like, obviously, like, from our bakery, we have donuts, and, like, if it's the Iowa State Fair, they go big and crazy and try to stuff ice cream in the donuts or cover them in cookies or something like that. There's also, I mean, smoked turkey legs that are, like, the size of your face. Also, uh, fried tenderloin sandwich, which is actually, like, a schnitzel and not just a piece of pork. So there's no food on offer at the Iowa caucus at all. Not even a corn dog. I mean, I'm perhaps more shocked by this revelation than anything in the history of this radio program, Ashley. Uh, in any case, how do you feel about all the attention Iowa receives during an election year? And will you be attending the caucus? Well, I have been going since I was a small child because of the kind of participation my grandmother had. But it is nice, though, because it makes Iowa, which is a state that a lot of people forget or mispronounce or, you know, 
replaced with Idaho or Indiana, and neither of those are even close to where actually Iowa is on the map. It's nice because then we get a little bit of a spotlight. So I hope that the last few years people have noticed and, you know, realized they can't just sit around for something good to happen. You have to make it happen. Well, Ashley, it sounds like you've got a busy day ahead of you. I'll let you get back to it. Thank you very much for joining us today. Get this, Donald. Nasty women are tough. Nasty women are smart. And nasty women vote. Pollsters are expecting a tight race in Iowa tonight, with Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders just about tied. And if the past two elections are anything to go by, there's really no telling which way the state will vote. In the 2012 election, Iowa voted in favour of Barack Obama, who took just over 52%. However, in 2016, Donald Trump won the state with almost the same share of votes, albeit with a lower turnout. Whichever way tonight's caucus goes, it's unlikely to quell any of the uncertainty of this year's election. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I'm Ben Ryland. The Monocle Minute returns on Tuesday.